evening, ladies and gentlemen, and <laughs> I'm sorry. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the You Show. Yep. You. Another edition of the You Show. And you might wonder why I'm laughing. I started laughing as soon as I started saying it, and joking at me like I'm crazy. I was thinking about last week on Halloween, when I dressed as Jewel, and Jewel was dressed as me. So she introduced as me and said, good. <laughs> I really do that. I really you do that. She did nail it. I really I got the good. Uh, that's great stuff. Welcome to a TGIM. It is the Yo Show coming to you from Philly, bringing you the world. Welcome, everybody. Jeff the Sharkarini. Jewel Manifest Destiny Tady. Here tonight to bring you <laughs> Here tonight to bring you another great show. A double header. So we've got two Woo-hoo! great guests. Oh yeah, absolutely. Two great guests the price of one. Which is three, because we don't change. We're hip like that. Right? So excited. You get this for free and tonight. We got two veteran performers with two outstanding performers. Uh both multi talented women. Both rather lovely women. Great. Uh, we have uh, Shayla Edmonds coming up first. Shayla is, let's say, she's everything. Former model, former modeling coach, uh, jazz artist, Grammy-nominated jazz artist, author of a new book, which tells her story. Just awesome. Very good to talk to her. And then later tonight, we're going to have another musician, artist, songwriter, children's book author, Kim Cameron. Woo! Awesome. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. A lot of great actions like these women are so talented. Like, Jewel, get up out of bed. Go to work. And on that I don't have a show. I come home, I sit and watch TV, and I feel like I accomplished everything in a morning. You know what I mean? <laughs> These women are songwriting, book writing, singing, dancing, performing, uh, families, whatever we got. All this in one day. I, I, I really don't know how they do it all. I mean, I, I'm exhausted too, and I, I just know there's there's so many people, like, so much more busier than me. I'm like, how do they get everything done? Even in one day, it's just a feat in itself. I'm tired just reading the stuff they do. <laughs> like, where's me? I'm looking at the list of accomplishments, awards, uh, nominations for awards, travel, all the art. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I might get to one-tenth of that. Like, I'll right. write, like, a, I'll write one of a children's book, I'm like, oh man, I'm beat. That'll be it for like a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it takes me back to uh, when we had Hal Sparks on because Hal has accomplished like so much. Like he's an insane, intelligent man, and he's like a Freemason and going to school and all this stuff. But you know what he said? He doesn't um, like watch that much TV, <laughs> and wow. he like tunes Maybe everything out, yeah. and he's like super focused. So I need some of that like super focused energy flowing, and then maybe I can accomplish more. <laughs> I agree. I, I, I like that. I just need to um, stop drinking beer. 
turn my TV oh. off, stop listening to radio. Maybe, yeah. Never that. <laughs> radio can Actually, stay on. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Actually, no beer tonight. I'm a little, little under the weather. I'm going to come on here and whine and wham, wham, wham. I'm a little under the weather. So I got a little coffee here to keep me warm. But I'm going to make it. We're going to be firing on all the owners like we always do. I'm going to say dumbass things like I always do. And she's going to shake her head and roll her eyes at me like she always does. <laughs> and we're going to have a grand old time. Again, uh, Shayla Edmonds, Kim Cameron, doubleheader. Yep. And and um, Shayla yes. will be with us at 8.30, and Kim will be joining us at 9.15. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, Jewel, <laughs> the clock, Katie. What would you do without me? <laughs> and not much. Probably nothing. Probably sitting here talking to myself. You've heard episodes I do by myself. It's not it's not quite as funny. Oh, I'm not I, a good... I couldn't even get yeah, I applaud you because I, I, I can't even get that far. So good job, Jeff. Way to accomplish something. Thank you very much. Um that's it for the week. I'm done. Yeah. There was <laughs> yeah, there was an episode if you remember back, um <laughs> the first time around we had a rapper Du Quran on and I uh yeah. Accidentally lost, like my audio shut down. Uh, yeah, fly on that one. Yeah, <laughs> kind of running on her. <laughs> and, like, I love Dukron. Like, I saw this guy. Like, I could probably talk to him for hours. And when it was just me and him on air, I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh I broke this up. But he was you like, great. You, do you like potato <laughs> chips? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, what's this hippity hop you do? <laughs> I don't <laughs> So, uh, you like stuff? <laughs> oh, I love lamp. It is, it is, I love lamp. I do remember the first time I did it by myself. <laughs> and just, it really is different because you really, I mean, it, it helps in having topics to talk to someone. It helps right. uh, punch lines and one-liners to talk to someone. <laughs> but if you're not funny, hey, you know what you got to do? Put in the work and do your research so you have <laughs> everything and anything to talk about. Exactly. Yeah, I put through my topics in like 10 minutes. So, like, if our normal starting time was 8, which back then it was like 7.30, but let's say it was by like 8.10, I'm like, okay. We're out of topics. <laughs> <laughs> you need that so, banter, uh, back and forth. Which you you got to have the banter. Yeah. We'll get into that later, I guess. In about so, um, <laughs> what I'm doing is that what I'm doing is sparing everybody. Because if you're tuning in to us, you're not tuning in to the absolute pile of dog crap that's on TV. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are on Monday Night Football tonight. So, uh, yeah, stick with us, and you want to put up with quite as much crap. Thank you. Thanks. Yep. We'll set that stare of something is about to go terrible. Oh, wrong? Sorry. Nothing. I lost you for a minute. Sorry. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Here I am. I've been here the whole time. All right. So let's keep on. And I think if I slow down, I slow down the audio. So let's just keep on moving. And we'll do top five list. Okay. Top five list. Uh, we're going to do something very different. It's a uh, subject that I thought sounded good hours ago. And Joel <laughs> told me that sucked. <laughs> And it's going to suck, so we'll blow through it real quick. Uh, we always try to do something related to our guests. Since we have two guests on this evening, the top five things that are better having more than one of, or top five things better in pairs. 
or top five thing, you know. You just want to have more than one of them. So I'll shoot down my list real quickly because it's a great list for horrible <laughs> subjects. Number five is a comp for sports tickets. Yeah, if you got one, you're going by yourself. And we just got done telling you that sucks. <laughs> there you are again. This sucks, kicks ass. Myself. Only. Yeah, no. concert or sports. Uh, number four, if you're a family with multiple drivers, cars. Having more than one car always comes in handy. It does. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, me and the, the missus uh, always using the cars. So it helps to have two. Uh, number three is uh, dollars. Money. What good is one dollar? And you get that too. <laughs> Your list is about as good as mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's excellent, isn't it? Uh, number two, and this is big if you're a Philadelphia sports fan, superstar athletes. You notice NBA, NFL, nowadays you need superstars. Can't a bunch of players like the old days were a bunch of guys and one star and a bunch of great role players that made you champions. So number two, superstar athletes. And number one, I know Jewel's going to love this answer, and I believe the men call it menage a trois. That's right, not just one female, but why not have two females? Two women to perform all kind of goodness. Wow! On the male body. Raise your tickets there on ladies' night. <laughs> like, I hope these ladies come on here and treat you out. Seriously. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking to myself. I'm like, all right, I need a Jeff answer for number one. Wow. Nothing was coming to me. I mean, I was like, do I say two breasts? No. <laughs> Let's stick with that. <laughs> stick with my, my list. Totally kicks your list, but big Let's time. have it. Because I need it. Cause right. I, obviously, I just uh, <laughs> lost half our audience. Sit the next couple rounds out, okay? <laughs> I got Maybe, this. Uh, all right. Number five, coffee. Who has one coffee? I need two or more to start my day. Amen. <laughs> <sighs> Hence me not accomplishing all that I need to accomplish. Um, number four, paychecks. It's so hard to have only one paycheck coming in the house. All right. Hold. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's always helpful. Um, number three, holidays come in pairs. So I like to think of Thanksgiving and Black Friday as each of their separate own holidays. And that's coming up. And I have off for the first time in, like, how many years I have off on Black Friday. So I'm very excited about that. And uh, Christmas is like three holidays because you have Christmas Eve, Christmas, and then New Year's Eve. So, and then New Year's because people celebrate New Year's Day, watch football. <laughs> I usually celebrate. I usually celebrate my over on New Year's. Right. <laughs> it's football. Um, number two, puppies and or kittens. Aww. Either of them come as bears. They're good to me. And number one. Radio is always better to do, so you can back and forth banter, <laughs> right? Yeah, we just got done saying it's funny that you let in with that. Well, that was oh, my number yeah. one. We're not like a Joe Rogan here. <laughs> there's there's two, so obviously it's better. Obviously. There's only one Joe Rogan. He talks to Lisa and Metallica about bees. See? When you're by yourself, the kind of stupid shit you'll talk about... <laughs> Uh, bees. Let's talk about bees. I can talk about bees all show. I could probably talk about bees all show because bees are invading my life right now. 
still. Yeah, like she, she knows a guy. That, she knows a guy that treats them and one of her heat. Stuck. I literally stepped on one yesterday in my house. I was like, I was barefoot and the floor was cold. Do you know how you curl your feet? I was like curling no. my feet, like doing my hair, and then all of a sudden I felt a buzz buzz under my foot. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what buzz. is that? It scared me. It was a bee under my foot. These must be some <laughs> dumb bees because I mean it didn't sting me. So wow, bees, bees. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Next thing you're getting sued by Joe Rogan for stealing his cereal. Let's rehash the painful number five content and or sports number four cars number three bills number two star athletes number one manage a three I'll leave it at that I'll say English Moving on. He can't even talk. <laughs> I'm like all red in face. I just remember. Sometimes I <laughs> I'm going to replay tomorrow while I'm driving, and I want to start laughing hysterically. Uh, Jules, five coffee. Yeah, you get <laughs> extra coffee in there. Never heard said more than one coffee. Paychecks, of course. Holidays. We were going there. I kind of we were going there with the holidays. I, I dig that. Number two, puppies and or kittens. Number one, radio show host. Because without, we'd have the Jewel Tatey show. And she'd be like, um, hi, I'm Jewel Tatey. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> That's me. Uh, what time is it? Oh, it's 801. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, okay. It'd have to start at 9.01 for it to be any good. I had the largest dose of tonic for Jewel Tate in the beginning of the day. <laughs> Great stuff. All right. So uh, we have two amazing guests. As you know, they're performing artists. So what we'd like to do is sneak in some music. Uh, we didn't really try to search out what's the latest or, or the greatest or anything. We really went through songs that we'd like the best from these artists. So you know to enjoy. Uh, the first one's going to be from Edmonds. It's jazzy. It's very cool. It's a song called My Baby Just Cares For Me. It's a great little number. I'm going to play it here. Um, our first ever, I believe our first ever, Grammy-nominated guest. Fancy. Wow. Is that Ari Fancy? Ari Fancy? That's awesome. And first jazz artist, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? I believe so, yeah. Yes. So since, yes. Um, <clears throat> since we have a Grammy-nominated guest, when she comes on, we're going to talk bees, obviously. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is called Baby Just Cares For Me. It's one of two guests. Shayla Edmund, three and a half minutes long. We're going to play for you. Enjoy it on the show. And we'll be back shortly. My baby don't care for show And my baby don't care for clothes My baby just cares for me 
My baby don't care for those cars and races. And my baby don't care for those, oh, those high-style places. Rihanna is not his style. And not even Julia Roberts' smile is something he can Outstanding, cool, smooth jazz from tonight's guest, Sheila Edmonds. And my baby just cares for me. Near the end of the song, she says, I don't know what's wrong with my baby. I think he's, he, you know, and nothing wrong is I think your baby's homosexual. He doesn't like Beyonce. He doesn't like Rihanna. He doesn't like Julia Rock. <laughs> no, he just loves her. That's what he gets. Uh, right. I get it. Right. Not Taylor Swift, dude. Eh, I like Taylor Swift. Shayla Emmons, dude. Shayla Emmons. Oh, okay. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah, because um, her baby turned down a bunch of dudes. Her baby just like slammed her hand in her face. Uh, are we still on the show? We have an audio issue. Is, is that the thing? 
Yep. Uh, here and there. <laughs> yep. That's excellent. That's our good friends at blogtalk.com. We thank you very much for excellent audio. Yeah. It's wonderful. So do the best you can. I will try to talk faster than the uh, faster than the waves can cut me down. Make sense? No. Yes. Yes. Um. I was going to wait till later. I was going to wait till my um. What pissed me off uh, segment, but I decided to get right into this, and we're going to hit it quick. Like to. Um, Kind of like the state uh, straight now of fun things here, but you hear the story about the woman that has stepped forward and has claimed that her accusations against Judge Kavanaugh are she made them up for notoriety. <clears throat> the reason I ask, I know a sensitive subject. The reason I ask, because I know in the past that you've mentioned that your cousin, who had been a guest on our show, Jessica Barth, had to put up with that kind of. You know, nonsense from Hollywood. <clears throat> so as a female, how badly does this, does this infuriate you that somebody comes on with fake information about a sexual assault? Actually, you know what? Don't even answer that question. You know why? Because we're already ready for a guest. We're saved by the... <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we have uh, about that time, ladies and gentlemen, that we're going to welcome... Our first guest, very talented. Uh, she was a runway model, a jazz artist, author. She did everything. Multi, very excited for that. Shayla Edmonds. Shayla, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. Hello. Excellent. Well, how are you? I'm great. Excellent. Thank you so much for taking time to come out on our show here, uh, The Yo Show. We're Philly-based, but we do conquer the world. We like people from all over, and we're very excited to have you on. And the list things that you do and have done exhaust me. How you get this this in one life? I tell you. <laughs> no, I'm a very restless person. I just I just believe in exploring all of your talents. If you have it in you, I think you should get out and do it or try it anyway. That's absolutely that's absolutely amazing too. And you know, we're asking some questions. I cover some of the stuff, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear a lot about it. Let's if we if you're ready, we'll get right to some questions. Oh sure, sure. Uh, so, we, <laughs> so I was reading that you were raised originally in Portland, Oregon. You made a big yes. jump out to New York to uh, do a career that's in modeling. A huge jump. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge And that's people a rarely, you know, if, you, if you're, you're from the West Coast, people usually, if you want to go to a big city, you go to L.A. And I just, I don't know, I wanted to take, I wanted to see New York. I've always dreamed of New York since I was a child, and, and my mother thought I was crazy. Like, you know, nobody there. Why do, you, why do you want to go to New York? I'm like, that's where they have all the stars and the movies and the big buildings and the, all the excitement. It just seems so exciting. So I was luckily lucky to marry my uh, college boyfriend who was from D.C. And uh, I, I went to D.C. for a while. For about two years, I lived there. And that's where I was scouted on the street from a model scout who sent me to New York for a model competition. And as soon as I smelled the city, I was in love. I said, okay, this is it. <laughs> this is where I want to be. Uh, so I, I won the competition, and that's how I started modeling. Excellent. So 
I, I got to intervene because you said once you smelled the city. We're talking about New York, right? (laughs) (laughs) But when you come from a place like Portland, it's so clean. It's so beautiful. You don't smell anything but fresh air and trees and just beautiful flowers. (laughs) So when you get here and you smell the dirt and the grime and the things that make the world (laughs) turn and the grit, you know, you know, it's hardworking people. It's life you know it's real you know the real life so yeah. somehow it gives it gave me energy so. Beautiful. and yeah. Philly's the same and, way and, it has a hustle and bustle not not in a, on a vast scale as New York but we we try to hold our own here and you always miss home and um you know the city to us is home but um Portland is known for its like quirky scene um did you have any yeah <laughs> interesting <laughs> stories um of of your time in Portland or, or what from Portland has influenced you or that you took with you, like any values that you still have? Yes. You know, as a child, I would always watch the movies that, you know, from that were filmed in New York and it was always hustle and bustle. And, and I always wanted to live there. I'm like, I would just cry. I wish I was born in New York. All the New York people are so cool. They dress cool. They move cool. But after <laughs> I moved here and lived here for a while, I realized, you know, to grow up in Portland was the, was the best thing because if I had grown up in New York, I'd probably be, dead by now. <laughs> so, oh. many things to get into. <laughs> so I had a nice, quiet, calm, cool, normal childhood, which which kind of uh, led me into being, you know, having certain values and living a certain way and respecting people in a certain way. So I'm glad I grew up in Portland. <laughs> That's, That's nice. That's the things, yeah. And to appreciate beauty. I mean, the beauty of nature. You have the mountains and the beaches and, you know, it's yeah. really beautiful. Yeah, so. Awesome. So, yeah, so um, that, that uh, makes me work hard to take a vacation so I can <laughs> see those things again. <laughs> but you, you did a lot of travel from a reading. Once the modeling thing started kicking in, you uh, you moved to Paris all through Europe yes. and Scandinavian company, uh, countries, rather, I'm sorry. And then you started modeling yes. for the big time. Givenchy, uh, Saatchi, Dior, Armani, and the list goes on and on. How thrilling was that in your life? And what was it like living abroad in other countries? Oh, it was absolutely amazing. I, I couldn't even believe when I went to Europe. First of all, in my book, my book is called Wild Child Who Couture Style. And I was just, I was wild. I was very inquisitive, and, and it just led me to do wild things that I, I'm not really ashamed of, but, you know, I'm glad I did it because I learned from it. But uh, I, I just picked up and went to Europe on my own because my agent, my modeling agency wouldn't send me there, and I didn't speak the language or do anything, and, and I don't recommend people to do that. <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> I did it, and, and luckily I ran into the right people who, you know, who were in, you know, fell in love with my look and, and, and thought I could work there. And they redid my pictures and my portfolio. I started out in Germany, in Munich, Germany, and they actually started me out in the photography business and doing some shows and television. And I said, oh, Germany was nice, and the people were really nice. But, yeah, I met some, some models from Italy, from uh, Milan. I said, I want to go to Milan because these seem so cool, and they dress so great. So I just got on the train and went to Milan and started modeling there. And then I met models from Paris, and I'm like, oh, my God, they just, they're just like the coolest. <laughs> they have the most amazing <laughs> outfits. So I got on another train and went to Paris. And I just kept going and jumping countries until I found the right agency. I didn't get accepted the first time in a lot of places, so I would come back to Germany. That was my home base at that point. And I just kept going back and, and a couple of times. And, like, on the second time, I was picked up by the right agency, and they just 
worked on my look and I started working for all, I've worked for every major designer in the world and every country in the world. And it just seemed like one time, one, one good designer, I, East St. Laurent was the top designer. Well, he still is. His name is still the top. But once you work for him, every di- designer in the world wants you. So I started working for every major designer. And it just was a whirlwind of a wonderful, most fabulous career. That's so amazing. And um, reading your book, you know, you had you had some struggles uh, when you got to Germany. Um, <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> reviewing the part with like Wolfgang, and then he he gave you some <laughs> tips oh, on how to God. how to get booking. Wolfgang. I wish I, I wish I could see. I just wish I could find Wolfgang today. <laughs> it was really the worst. <laughs> that was scary was... for a young girl. Like I, I couldn't know. imagine. Exactly, and I, that's that's why I wrote that in the book because I want to warn the young models who are aspiring to model today to beware of those kind of people because they're still out there. You know, when you're a struggling model, you really don't have any direction or a good agent to guide you. You know, there's guys up there who want to get you into the the Bravo business or some you know seedy business. And when you're vulnerable and you don't have money and you're young, it's so easy to fall into that. And, you know, luckily yeah. when you took me to that grovel, I didn't have the curves to get the job. So, so that saved me. <laughs> that saved me. But, uh, you know, a lot of the girls that that do, you know, they would have been caught up in, in, in other things, you know, in the uh, burlesque dancing and the other, you know, topless dancing places. There were just, you know, places that really can distract you and be tempting for you when you're when you're vulnerable. So... Don't fall for those. Stay focused and, you know, know that you're beautiful and, and stay focused on what your your aim is to be a model. Yeah, and it's so hard when when you are broke and you're trying to make it, especially in a foreign country. It, oh, like, absolutely. What, what else is there pretty much except dancing in a club yeah, or that working kind of, in a bar? Yeah, exactly, because you don't have working papers. You don't have the right credentials. You're a foreigner and you just, you know, you're vulnerable. You're open to that. It's so easy to get get caught up into into that lifestyle. So, so you're a yeah. coach, obviously, for young models. What What is your, like, number one piece of advice when they do go out in these bookings and, and some of them do run into shady characters like that? Yes, I, I'd say girls that you grew up with, don't ever thing that you are not comfortable with, ever. Because, you know, people will try you. They will say, if you do this, you know, we'll give you a double booking or you'll get booked for a year if you, you know, compromise yourself to do this. But don't do it. Models that have that I know have done have done it uh, don't last long. You know, they, they for a year they might be at the top. But after that, you know, they're done with them and they're just another pretty face. So right. know that you have substance and character and uh, be really vigilant about you know, the, especially today with the Me Too movement, you know, really just uh, stay on top of it. Absolutely. Yeah, you accomplished like half the questions I was going to ask. That's great. No, that's wonderful. Oh. It really is because, yeah, what we do here, like we're very free and kind of laid back with our questions. So a lot of them kind of feed into each other. And it's great when the, uh, when the guests can kind of have it all out and we just keep going. It's perfect. So I guess... In hindsight, now, did you think back, you know, when you were when you were modeling, did you think, hey, you know what, I need something to fall back on, to try different avenues? Like, what got you into music, and what got you into other branches? Did you feel you wanted to be more faster, or you just figured you had to, because eventually modeling wouldn't last forever? Oh, no, exactly. No, I always, I wrote poetry as a child. I loved writing, writing poetry, and then I just eventually started putting into music. All the time I was modeling in Paris, because... 
when you're a top model, believe me, and you're top at anything in your, in the in your game in the entertainment business, it's a very lonely business when you're at the top. So I had a lot of time after the shows. I just go in the room and write poetry, and um, I eventually started putting it to music. I don't know if you heard the first song, "The Native in Me Is Getting Restless," because I wrote that song when I was over there. Because when I would get bored in one country, I would just like. You know, say I'm, I'm restless. I gotta move. I gotta find somebody new to mess with. <laughs> so, so uh, and just know, <laughs> just know when you are in any in any entertainment industry, you know your business. You're not gonna stay at the top forever. I don't care who you are. You know, you're not gonna stay at the top forever. And you, your name may still be out there, but you're not at the top. So, you should have uh, something to fall back on. And I always wanted to sing. I always loved music. And it just so happened one of the designers that I was working for was the uh, partner of the lead singer of the B-52s. And nice. uh, I started going yeah, I started going out and singing with them and just uh, partying with them, actually. And uh, <laughs> I didn't even know he was the red spider of the B-52s. And, and he says, you know what, you're just so much fun. He says, come in the studio and do just what you did last night at the club. Just sing and dance while and have some fun. And that was my first paid job as a singer. So I realized then that I had something, and I started doing background work for local uh, artists in New York City. And then I realized all my poetry that I'd written, I started learning a little bit about music, and I started putting my words to music, and that's how I started singing. And I just kind of uh, segued into that match. Well, for that, I also um, I did an instructional video because when my modeling career started slowing down and I wasn't invited back to Europe anymore, I um, started training models and doing some model coaching. So I would um, I would travel around the, the entire United States and I did an, an instructional DVD on coaching models how to walk and the beauty and you know the model etiquette and everything and that went on for years. So I kind of fell back on that first. And then the singing, you know, when that started slowing down, I had time to sing. So, <laughs> so you you have to constantly think about reinventing yourself. You know, don't don't think you're going to do that one thing forever, especially as a model, because a model's life is so short-lived that uh, you have to, you know, think think about the uh, a plan B. Always. Absolutely. Um, what do you? What would you say you're most comfortable doing? I mean, uh, doing music and, and modeling. You're you're on stage a lot. Like, are you comfortable on stage? Would you say you're more comfortable, like songwriting and 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 having your words out there? And you also did acting. Um, what which yes. would you choose to do on like the the most frequent basis? I would say. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I, my absolute favorite. I think I was just born be on the runway. I mean, I love the runway. <laughs> and I, I love the stage. And, and singing, when I'm with my band and singing, and I'm just like, you know, in my zone, you know, in a, in a great groove. I mean, it's just like nothing better. And having the crowd just love you. It's just really, when you're spreading that love and feeding the crowd and they're feeding it back to you, it's just it's just magic. I really love it. And I don't know if you saw or heard that I, I did my first runway show this season for New York Fashion Week. The first time I was on a runway in 15 years, and the phone has been yes. ringing ever since. So as we get back on the runway, I just got a call last night to do a New Year's Eve show. <laughs> so oh, wow. I'm back on the so runway amazing. again. I can't believe it. Yeah, it's really amazing. And how exhilarating! Like, is it just like a relief once you get off stage and you're like, I, I did it, like I, I nailed it. Like, how does it feel once you step off the runway? 
Oh, God. You know, I don't know if any artists ever talk about this, but, you know, after any show you do as a singer, as a modeler, or any any type of entertainment, you're so wound up. You know, it takes you a day to come back down because you're just flying. <laughs> the, you know, so you're wired for, like, you know, days, so you got to go out and either have a drink or just do some meditation or yoga or something or just to bring yourself back down it's because you're just so exhilarated from all of the excitement. It's just, it just, it's, it's, thrilling so it's like going on a roller coaster ride and you just have to walk around like for an hour just to you know just to settle back down again it's yeah. great our, our good friend Aaron Paul he's a pop singer in the UK he said the exact same thing like a month ago he's like it would literally take me a, a day or two just to like come down from the high of like being on stage and performing so oh absolutely yeah yeah i i I never sleep the day after a gig i mean the night after a gig (laughs) i never sleep i could stay i could stay up all night talking or doing anything i can just i i just lay there looking at the ceiling (laughs) i just do not sleep it's it's great you think about everything you did on stage and what happened every little nook and cranny what you could have done better what you could have done what would happen you know bad things would happen so it's a lot of fun it's great it's kind of crazy but (laughs) we love it (laughs) Fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, tell us about this. Again, I, we start to jump into extensive uh, research when we have <laughs> guests coming on. You were nominated for Grammy mm-hmm. Award. How did that feel? What, what, what yes, can you doing? believe it? Well, I, I kind of jumped the gun a little bit because um, I have a friend who's a Grammy. He's been a Grammy nominee for every year, and uh, he happened to come into the studio for my latest jazz CD, um, The Happiness Is a CD. And mm-hmm. he yeah. says, you know, this is so good. He says, I'm gonna send you in, send your your CD in with mine for, you know, just and and we're gonna with it to be nominated. And I'm like, oh yeah, right. You know, nobody even knows my name. <laughs> you know, very you know, only local people know me well. And he says, you, he says, you don't realize how good you are. And just yeah. two, three or four days ago, he sends me back the sheet. He says, you made the first round of preliminary nominations. I'm like, wow. which means the Grammy people actually listened to my CD and gave me a number, and I'm on the list. That's incredible. And, you know, I, I just, I mean, it's so incredible. I, I again, I didn't sleep all night. Can <laughs> 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 you? I was like, what? I just was screaming. I was just exhilarated. It's just, it's just the best feeling in the world. And and I had kind of since the book came out, I'd kind of slowed down on the singing scene in New York because. I was, you know, I'm the book tour, and I was just putting all the energy into that. But now that gave me such an incentive and so, 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 so much inspiration to get back into the singing again. So I'll probably have another CD coming out next year. Yes. <laughs> That's great. Uh, and you, and you're welcome yeah, to bring it to us. We played one song. We tried to get one song on from every artist. You know, our time schedule is oh, tight, great. but we played. Oh, thank um, you. We did. We played My Baby Just Cares For Me, and it was okay. great because it's so oh, real. Oh, thank you. It's, it's, yeah, yeah it's smooth thank now. you. You see, I, I, updated, I updated the names, and my band is just amazing. I love my band. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it goes to show you the difference in people because after the song's over, and you're like, you know, he doesn't like Rihanna, doesn't like Beyonce, doesn't like Julia Roberts, <laughs> and I turn to Julia, exactly. maybe he's gay, and she's like, no, maybe he's actually just in love. Maybe that's what the story's about. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He's in love with me. Yes, right. Me. <laughs> I got it. I don't know what Jeff's oh, talking about. <laughs> the panel consists of one shallow oh, person, and one deep person. <laughs> That's how you know. That's right. how you know the man's in love because I'm like, I'm like, babe, 
I mean, look at Beyonce. Just yeah. Like, look I mean, at, you look don't even. He doesn't even look at Beyonce. Come on. You know? Right. That's He's like, no, I'm not you know. at you, baby. That it's all you good. Know he loves you. <laughs> exactly. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it's great. Real. And it's, it's really you know. Great. Like I said, you, you use the names of, of the celebrities everybody relates to and make it real. And it shows, again, it shows the impact yeah. of how much you love yes, it. Look at all these celebrities. You can tell us. That's great. We love it. Yeah. Um, oh, great. Thank you. So what made you decide to um, to finally put all your stories in a book? I mean, it's, um, you know, you do so much. I and know. Then, of course, <laughs> really the, the book, again, the Wild Child to Couture Style, it is the Shayla Edmonds story. It's awesome. Tell us yes. a little bit about the book and what made you decide to write it, and who who helped you with with stories along the line. Okay, I um I had been writing the book I'm over ten years. I just write a chapter. Wow. I, I always kept journals, but through all my throughout all my travels throughout Europe, I kept a journal, and I was just going back to my journals one time and putting them in chronological order and looking at the stories and reading the stories. And I was like, oh my god, I did this, I did this, and this is where I was because I just totally forgot a lot of things. <laughs> I said, you know what? this could make a book. I said, you know, there's so many great things that happen and amazing things that happen. This should be in a book. So I started just putting it in, in you know, just in, uh, by hand at that point because there was no computers and just, uh, yeah. you know, writing things out. And then I just put it aside because I got busy with the singing and just got busy with other things. And I was like, ah, yeah. So I was out one night at an Ashford and Simpson concert and I walked in and there was no, no more seats. And the lady said she could sit me in the balcony. And I said, I'm sorry, but I don't dress like this to sit in the balcony. I need to <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, yes, she was taken aback. And she says, okay, I will find you a seat. And she sat me at the table with two gentlemen. And one, one happened to be a writer. And he said, you are so gorgeous. And he, he just went on about the outfit. And I told him who I was and what, what I had done. He said, you need to write a book. And I said, well, it's written, but I just don't have, you know, have it all together yet. He says, I'm a writer. I will write it. I will help you write it. And he says, and by the way, that my partner sitting with me is a graphic artist, and he can do the picture. So he did the cover, the front and back cover. So and beautiful. And the, the, the co-writer's name was Chester Polk. And um, and the graphic artist was Scott Fowler. They did an incredible job. So I would write three chapters. I would send it over to Chester, and he would rewrite them and put so much humor and colorful words in it, and he'd send it back to me. And then I'd write three more, and then I'd have to re-edit what he did. I mean, this went on for a couple of years. Then I took another year just to edit the pictures and go through all my scrapbooks and edit, you know, which pictures I wanted to put in. It's a lot of work, <laughs> but oh, it's sure. totally worth it. And and it, I've been getting just rave reviews about it. Everybody loves the book. It's selling well on Amazon and even on my website, ShaylaEdmonds.com. You can get your autographed copy there or hit me up on Instagram or Twitter under my name as well, Shayla Edmonds or Shayla at Shayla E on Twitter. And I, I love the book, and I love the artwork as well. Like, the artwork is beautiful. It, it's put together oh, so yes. nicely. Yeah, thank you. And, yeah, um, they so, did a really great job. Yeah, but the tone is, is very relatable. Like, it just sounds like you're, you're speaking to someone, which I, I totally appreciate. Um, I You know, oh, I, love, I love reading, and it just felt very natural. Like, even... <laughs> 
<laughs> the last part before we went on, I was reading that Wolfgang expert, and I was just like laughing out loud, like, "Oh no, you just didn't do that!" Like, I, I, know, guess, right? I guess you got to the to the Rome Hotel incident. <laughs> <laughs> we want to tell on the radio. You have to buy the book to find out. That's really yeah, a duty. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Go buy the book. I, we'll put yeah, all your no, I tell you, no. <laughs> And after after I wrote it and started editing it, I did the same thing. I was just laughing and just I kept going over it. I said, I cannot believe these stories. These are just so funny. Everybody that reads it says, like, you know, I couldn't put it away. I was up until two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. I just I just wanted to know what happened next. What did you do next? It's it's just it's a page turner, and I'm so proud of it. It's so great, and it, it's it's so mm-hmm. comforting to know that like you're like your stories are being heard the way you want to tell them. Um, it, it, yes. it was just on a list of the best self-published works. Mm-hmm. Is this yes. right? I mean, that's such an amazing feat in and of itself. Like that's, that's Oh, amazing. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I just really wanted to give these uh, models these days because the industry has changed so much. And I just mm-hmm. wanted to give these models of today an idea of how far it was, you know, when we were coming up and the real story of how the models, you know, really had to work hard and go for their own. There was no no social media, you know, to make a star. Mm-hmm. So we had to go and walk yeah. the street and knock on doors and, and it was really a tough life and you know, who you know, they have no idea what's going on in your personal life, you know, as far and as well and you have to just keep pushing and smiling on stage and being gorgeous and beautiful. And there's, you know, it's a lot, lot involved. And people really take modeling for granted. You know, they always think it's just a, you know, glamorous business. She's up, she's beautiful. She has no, not a problem in the world. And uh, people need to know that, you know, models are real people. <laughs> and, uh, sure. you know, we, we work very hard. Yeah, and I, I mean, I was such a top model fan, <laughs> that show. Oh, I, really? I watch that. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It really oh, shows you, oh, like, it's. <laughs> The inside of, of modeling, like, no, they're not yes. just a pretty face. Yes, they do work exactly. their butt off. Like, it is growing exactly. at night. Yes. Yeah, yeah, um, it totally is. I'm working so, on a, a I, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but I'm working backstage right at this moment. At the, I'm doing production work in the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. Wow. And wow. we've had... We have ten hour. We've had ten hour days like every day. This, you know, for the last two days, and, and we have two more days of this. Before my book signing, I have a book signing on Thursday at Barnes and Nobles at uh, the Fashion Institute, which is a huge, you know, the biggest fashion school in New York City. So mm-hmm. I have a really busy week. <laughs> yes, you do. And I saw, I saw that it's, ad. It's um, I saw the ad for the book. Yes. And, you know, for our listeners in New York, I want to give out the number. If you want info on the book signing. Uh, for Shayla Edmonds at Barnes and Noble, it's coming up on uh, November eighth, Thursday. Uh, yes. Um, at, five at five o'clock. Area code is two one two two one seven five six nine zero. That's the Barnes and Noble. So if you have any, uh, if you want some information on how to meet Shayla and times and uh, how to get the book signed and all that good stuff, call them up. And uh, find out. It's very exciting. It's got to be exciting for you as well. What kind of crowd do you expect? Do you expect people from all years of your life? Do you expect a, a modern fan base? Like, what do you, you expect? Know, it's, it's amazing. And at my book signings, I get such a mix of people. I get the, the ladies, the older ladies, because they can relate to those stories that, of, of, of things that happened in my life. They say, oh my God, that happened to me, that happened to me. I mean, so many people have stories, you know, can relate to the stories. So they have they come out and support me, and because and there's a, as well as the the new models, the young models, because there's a tutorial in the back of the book at the last few chapters 
really give you insight on the the measurements of models should have and you know what it takes to, and how to get into an agency and the social media game to play and you know it gives you all the information to get in so they come wow. as well and you know they see me in magazines and say like, oh my god we really get to meet you <laughs> so I get a really mix of people and the in between you know there's young and old and in between which is great so it's appealing to a, a huge audience that's Too awesome cool. it's got to be and, exciting how many and, uh, and, how many? and I'm sorry, I, and uh, usually for the children, because most models and mothers of models, of the young models, like, you know, kids 12 and 13, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy it for my daughter. I said, no, you buy it for you, and then you tell your daughter. She can read it when she's 16 or 17. Not yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, because there's, there's stories in there that, you know, so yeah. I have to clear that up in a lot of places that want to buy it for, for their children. It's not sure. a children's yeah. book. Do you, do you ever have to deal with those like uncomfortable situations with like model parents like stepping in. Yeah, yeah, they can be a little pushy sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes, I mean, I have a few of the, the the coaching that I do. You know, some of so many parents are living their lives through their children, and the, mm. you know because they never got to be a model, so you know they're living their life as a model through their children, and the poor children are crying and. They're really not into it, and they just, you know, they're just forcing to do it, and I just really feel horrible. And I, I'm honest with them. After I'll, I'll teach them one or two classes, and then I said, you know, if I don't see them improving or really enjoying it, I said, you know, let her grow up, give her a few years or something, or you know, she's not ready yet. Because yeah, I don't believe in that. It, it's, it's too much. Yeah. That's good that you're honest, yeah. and um, you know, I, I'm just beginning to see the grasp of it because I grew up in like the dance world <laughs> and now my oh, daughter's really? doing okay. dance and dance okay. moms are serious I mean, oh they are serious <laughs> they're worse than model moms they're really yeah. <laughs> so i'm trying not to do I that i'm trying them. to create yeah. a well-rounded yeah. person <laughs> with yeah, everything okay. i have but uh yeah but i i, yeah. I try i tried yeah. the modeling route too and um because my, i don't know my daughter's like she's really cute so I was like hey why not let's try it you know and and I went to this Mm. agency and they just wanted like check after check I'm like I I I didn't even get a print out or a headshot yet yeah and um yeah so like I I don't know that just struck me the wrong way and I never tried after that I guess when she's older if she still wants to get into it because she's um very photogenic but I'm not gonna yeah yeah yeah, no, I have a, I have a, I have a parent I was just talking to tonight. Her daughter's fourteen, and she 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 submits her pictures online, you know, for different jobs. And her agency submits her, and she gets the job, but she doesn't want to do it. Yeah, no wow. she turned down. The mother said I had to beg her to do these jobs, but I said don't do that. You know, she's only fourteen. When she gets sixteen or seventeen, you know, she'll know what she wants to do. So. You know, let yeah. her get into it herself at this point because it's it's the worst when the parents are forcing them. I actually had to send one one parent home with his with their daughter because you know the kid was crying, actually crying. He just didn't want to walk Aww. another time on the runway. And I'm like, take that right. kid home and put him to bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's it's. I'm glad. I'm I'm hoping you know parents will listen in and take take that information to heart because it's very important to try to not to force them. Yeah, and and they're not going to do it when they get older anyway. If they truly don't want to do it, like they're not <laughs> going to exactly. grow up in that. Yeah, so. yeah. You, you have to have the mentality. You have to have the really the heart and really love this business. It's a tough, tough business, you know. And, right. and it's very demanding. It's very you know so many things that you have to do and and understand and you know take a certain amount of 
people yelling at you and, and, and directing you and commanding you and do this and, you know, you're not doing it again or you were terrible this time, you got to be better next time. It's a lot of pressure. So, you know, you've got to love it and, you know, really want it to, to be in it. Definitely need so. thick skin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Excellent. So. Very, uh, yeah. very informative. And it's great stuff. I'm, I'm just so glad I had a chance to get you on. I get a wide range of, of different talent on. We've had actors, actresses, actors on yards, and to get a mom on and to hear it firsthand is fantastic. And it's very informative. So we want to thank you for that. Um, again, oh, you're the, book, the book is Wild Child to Couture Style The Shayla Edmonds yeah. Story. Edmonds was our very special guest tonight. You can see more at www.shaylaedmonds.com. Uh, and if you come back spell that again? out, it's, it's S-H-A-I-L-A-H-E-D-M-O-N-D-S. S-H-A-I-L-A-H-E-D-M-O-N-D-S.com. Because a lot of people misspell Shayla. And we say My stuff weird <laughs> here in Philly, so our, our accent yeah. might oh, throw good. some listeners off. Great. Thank you. Normally, I never Great. spell it out. This is like the one time I missed the spelling of it. I do apologize. Yeah, so make sure you yeah, get it see? right. I tell you. Yeah, yeah thank you. Because, yeah, it's not, easy. it's not an easy name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, it's been and, so uh, great talking, speaking with you, and thank you so much for having me on. Likewise, oh, thank, and thank you, you for coming Shayla. on. And like I said, we'd love to have you again. Drop more music, get the books settled in, and then we'll have you back if you'll come back. But I'd love to have you. Yes, I want my book signed. Oh, God, <laughs> yes. I would. I would love to. I would love to. Yes, I'll, I'll get your information from the interest and send you a sign. But this time. Oh, uh, thank uh, you. That would be great. Yeah, and whatever. And right. my next, my next move, my next big thing, I'll definitely be in touch again. Yay. Terrific. Thank you so much. <laughs> The okay. uh, very, the very beautiful, the lovely, the talented Shayla Edmonds. Shayla, thank you so much. And have yourself a great evening, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Be well. Thank you. Thank Good you. Night. Thank you. Good night. Bye bye. That was a lot of fun. And what's what's so much fun about the interviews, like we always say, is you really get you get the real feel for people and. She was 100% genuine, and you could tell the way she talks and, and her stories. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I wanted to go on and ask her about the whole wild child persona. But, of course, as you know, we run a little tight time sometimes. But you uh, have so to we'll buy have the book. Bag. Right, exactly. Though. You're right. That's the best part of the wild child stuff because she sounds absolutely lovely. She sounds like the sweetest person. I love it. She, that's what I was going to say. She sounds super sweet, and, yeah, she's just amazing. I mean, we're talking about an artist and having the beauty of a model and the grace of like a runway model, like it's just too much. She's too much. She's amazing. Night of amazing women right here on the O show. Absolutely. And um, like I said, I've seen pictures. And when, again, when you first presented her, I started looking through pictures and you tell the timeline because she looked exactly the same. It's beautiful. Her oh, face yeah. is like the same and she looks the same. Like, like I, Gorgeous. I showed you the, the Grammy-nominated picture, and you're like, I wonder what year it's from. Like, I don't know, because she looks the same always, <laughs> which is great. I know. I just saw, like, a, a throwback throwback Thursday of hers, I guess it was. But, I mean, like, amazing, flawless, beautiful, gorgeous. Absolutely. So she um, definitely belongs on the runway, and – like I said, just listening to that one song, 
She belongs in the jazz world. She belongs. Everybody, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, nowadays, yeah. kids have the one talent, like, oh, my daughter's um, this slender build and pretty. Make her a model. No, be more. And that's what Shayla says. I want to be more. I don't want to just be a model. I'm sure that wears off. I want to have all kind of talent. And she does. She's good at everything. I'm jealous of people like that. <laughs> I know. And, you know, I, I did the modeling thing with Joey for like a split second. And I had her pictures taken. And I don't know. I, I just felt like if she couldn't tell me that, it, I, I literally thought this. I'm not just saying that. But if she literally couldn't tell me like, hey, mom. I want to do this. Like, this is what I want to do. Like, I feel weird. Like, you're supposed to put your kids in sports and activities and stuff like that. And she does dance and she does soccer. She's going to do t-ball. But, like, modeling, I just feel like it should be instilled in you. Like, you should have a right to, to, like, let people know if you want that out there. Because it is a big deal. And it's a lot. It's a time commitment. It's a huge responsibility. It's, you know, you're – it's a big risk, too. So yep, it's not absolutely. some small thing. So um, I kind of felt weird about it. And then I actually, I talked to Jessica, my, you know, celebrity cousin. And she actually worked with the same modeling agency. And oh, she told wow. me that the lady was, like, shady and always asked for money. And she did. She asked me for, like, $100 next time I came in. Like, $100 more. Like, so there's people you got to watch out for. And, um, you know, if you really are serious consider getting a modeling coach like Sheila Emin does, you know, like be serious about it. If that's going to be your craft. Again, buy the book. She said it's a tutorial towards the back end of the book. Yes. And that's, that's brilliant too. Again, wild child to couture style. The Sheila Emin story. Read it. Check it out. If you're aspiring model, especially get the tips, the do's and don'ts. From somebody who's been there. It's amazing. I said she went out to Europe really without a job, and she started getting them yeah. along the way. I mean, to Europe—that's that's incredible. It could be sketchy at times, you know. Like uh, the stuff I was reading, like you know, and times have changed. Like you can't just—it's uh, so scary. <laughs> it's scary. Like I, I can't even. Like in my own town, there was an Uber driver that just got convicted of being a rapist. Like. You never know who people are. And to put yourself in, like, a foreign country where, like, no one speaks your language. And in the book, it seems like she just fell upon the right people who, like, led her in the right place. But that was her, like, whirlwind dream of a life. And she ended up the amazing, strong woman that she is. But yeah. it's I love how she said, like, she grew up in Portland and in, it's instilled some great values in her that she still holds dear to this day. So that was super cool. She's just... Yeah. Amazing woman. I hope to talk to her again. I guess, like, and you, you mentioned thick skin. It's obvious that she had the confidence in herself. She went to that show and she said, I didn't come dressed like this to go sit at the balcony. You better send me somewhere. And they put her up front where she ended up meeting people that led to her book. So timing and the squeaky wheel gets the grease. She spoke up. She knew she wanted to be sort of different. They pick her up and she meets the guys that lead to her book. Amazing. It really does. And if you snooze, you lose. Like, if you want something, go for it. Like, be passionate about it. I swear. I, I, I'm telling you, Jeff. You know, I was looking over our stats. Brandon Messon had some absolutely great numbers. Like, this really is did. a guy, local guy, who just really, like, pounds the pavement. Like, he really just 
goes full force with his music career every single day and it's paying off in big ways and there's just a guy an example that's going places and really putting in the work so you have to put in the work if you want to get the job you want and the life you want absolutely except here at the right? Neo show i uh i wake up at no. 759 slap on my headset and away we go no it <laughs> does not work that's that way that's why i'm saying this because you have to pursue your dreams and our dream is to be the number one radio show on the planet. <laughs> we are. We're the uh, our numbers will uh, our numbers don't lie. We're the we're fast rising show again with our rebrand, and uh, the numbers are great. And the artists that have been on have been terrific, and we're getting listens, and people are tuning in, and hopefully we'll finding new favorites. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Excellent. Uh, we do have a second guest coming on tonight, roughly about 19. Another uh, in town, Kim Cameron. Uh, tonight is the night of um, beautiful, talented women, with the exception of Jewel Tatey. Ew. <laughs> so mean. Totally kidding. We love our Jewel Tatey here. Couldn't do it without her. But, um, yeah, it's going to be great. So she, uh, she'll be with us about 9.15. I'm going to play one of her songs as well. Uh, a number called Fearless Lovers. Good stuff. A little different style than you'll get from uh, Shayla. A little more of a kind of Madonna-esque kind of sound, which I think is something Electro-pop. I'm going to ask her about. Electro-pop. It's pretty good stuff. And she, another one, really pursuing the dream. Took her a long time to get this far, and uh, she did it. We're going to talk about that. I guess Turn the ESPN your thing. Monday night football. <laughs> ring a ding ding off. Ring a ding ding. All right, so let's get to uh, some of Kim Cameron's ring a ding with a song called Fearless Lovers. About three minutes. I'm going to play it right now. We hope you enjoy it. We'll be back with more of you. Show. Oh, you. Hiding in the shadows. Watching the
We are fist bumping like champs in here. <laughs> we are, we're dancing like two crazies. Cameron and Side Effects is the band. She is the uh, beautiful lead singer. Um, Fearless Lovers, great. I guess kind of a banana sound. Um, great stuff. We like dancing here. We were dancing up a storm. Talk about an accomplished woman. Like she is just top of the Billboard charts. I, I can't take this much talent. It's just too much talent in one night. But I'm <laughs> so excited. I agree. I'm very excited as well. Um, I'm just looking over now because I, uh, you know, one of the things we like to find out is uh, where they're going to be, and, and they've got shows <laughs> coming up through November, and it, it's great. It's really <laughs> awesome. I'm just looking in this studio camera. My hair's all a mess because we're dancing. <laughs> and it was a mess, and you were putting that Oof. wrap around your head. And Look, you I got like... an automatic poof. I got an automatic poof from the headphones, so I was Jersey style. <laughs> You're playing with your automatic poof. Yeah. Uh, the, the great thing about Kim Cameron, as we just listened to her music, is she's also... Um, very much involved with the production and music videos. Kind of like the the days of old when music videos were really important to music, and, and she's back in that groove, and I think more artists should get back to that. Love music and her videos. videos are amazing. And she yeah. is an independent artist. Like She does so many things. I can't wait to get into all that she does because she is another multifaceted talent, and she's just phenomenal and makes me feel less of a woman. <laughs> And she's, um, yeah, she's pretty darn gorgeous, too. Which I'll probably I probably have to her before we're all said and done. You will. You will. <laughs> yeah, I will. I probably will. Either that I'll get real. I think I do. Yeah. It's fine. I did my way through the life of Bobby Brown and <laughs> Madeline Zima and Erica Leniak and <laughs> yeah. Jennifer Taylor and Nancy Vallon. <laughs> yes. You know what we were saying, like, um, two weeks ago. We were like, where are the women? Because we have had no women since Betsy Cox on the first episode of the Yo Show. And then we had Jenny Bruce last week. Yes. Sheila Emmons and then Kim right now. I, I mean, it's just female invasion. I love it. I love female invasion. Speaking of female invasion, Jewel Tatey, I am so excited. This one. I'm going to nail it now. Okay. I'm so excited. I know it's not our usual segment of guest announcing. I'm going to announce it now because I, I nailed this one. And since we're out of Philly, <laughs> why do Philly people quickly remember our guest, November 26th? Former local newscaster, the beautiful, the amazing, uplifting, and motivational Misha Johnson. Has agreed to join us here on the on the Yo Show. Sorry about that. November twenty sixth, and I am so excited because I love her. Not just because she's beautiful, but I mean love her. She's so upbeat and so stylish, and always has this gigantic smile on her face. We tried to get her on about a year ago, and she was so obligated by contract to the local station she can only do select shows. Obviously, we're not a a CBS affiliate or anything of that nature, so she can come on. When she's no longer a CBS affiliate, I'm like, hey, I'm back on. She's like, tell me a little about it. 
you know, like, we're from Philly, and we do this, that, and the other thing, and she's like, sounds great, sign me up, November 26th, for you Philly people that remember her and love her, and miss her like I do, Misha Johnson, coming to the U.S. I am so excited, and I'm so excited for you, because I know how upset you were last year, because, I mean, not for nothing, me and Jeff work to get guests on this show, and, you know, one one falls through when you think someone's going to come on, it's upsetting, but, man, when they decide to come back on after not having them on, it's like an accomplishment. And tonight Absolutely. is all about accomplishments. I'm proud of you, Jeff. I'm so excited for her to come on. It's going to be a great show. Thank you. I'm excited, too. She does um, a lot of motivational speaking now, uh, a lot of um, social media stuff with her words of wisdom. Uh, she's into religion. She's into life, and she's outstanding. Yeah, Yo, I need I need some like major makeup tips because her makeup is on point. <laughs> so she's on point. She's always she always looks just like right there. Like yeah, she, some she hair too. Like they could just do something with this mop. That'd be that'd be great. <laughs> I know you're not on the show to talk about fashion and makeup and all, but I need help. <laughs> no, seriously, I want to know your people. I know. Little does little does Misha know, and I didn't tell her this yet. It's going to be a two-hour show dedicated to Misha. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I think I'll uh, take that night off because I no. really need it. <laughs> no, don't don't take that night off because the stupid <laughs> things that are going to come out of my mouth, I'm going to need a buffer for. I'll be there I'm just shaking have... my head, shaking my yeah, head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you being a female, you know when a man starts. Getting out of line, you could just. Of course. Give me the give me the no head. Ah ah ah. It was funny because oh. sometimes sometimes the guests give us carte blanche. Bobby Brown's like, no question is over the top. I'll talk about anything, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Pretty cool. And then Jeff yeah. clams up and doesn't ask her anything. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Kinda. Just kidding. No, you ask great questions. Sometimes. Anyway. But you know what? We didn't even talk about Halloween, which I guess we'll get into, but I had fun. Did we, you have fun? I had, a, I had a good Halloween. Um, I spent it more or less you know, getting my car finished. Uh, need a little bit you of went a... to like 10 Halloween parties. I went thing. to none. Oh, Give I did. Something. I, went to, I went to one this past weekend. Halloween parties, I was uh, two different costumes this year. Stone Cold Steve Austin, which was a big hit. With the little underneath muscle suit and the awesome 316 shirt. No, you and did the, not. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. Oh, well, it was such a great costume. See that. A lot of re- a lot of reviews. And uh, at my own party, I was slapped. I see your stuff. You guys are great. Oh uh, yeah. You know what? Yeah. I was proud of myself just because of the fact that I pulled that together in like a half hour. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. Like I had the idea in my mind. We were the Sonic family, so I was tails and. Mike was Knuckles, Joey was Amy Rose, the, like, you know, girly pink Sonic, and then my nephew was Sonic. But, uh, you know, it was a cool, like, was really cool Halloween. We lost everyone because we were late, so we ran into a Sonic, and it was just me, Joey, and Mike. And we were dressed as, like, the Sonic characters, but we actually yeah. ran into a Sonic trick-or-treater, like, not related, and his mother came up to us, and he's like, she's like, can you please just get a, a picture with my son? Like, you guys look great. Like, 
This would mean the world to him. He's such a Sonic fan. I was like, wow, that's really cool. It's like Comic-Con all over again. Like, yeah, really? Wow. It's cool when you put in the work and it like comes out the way you kind of want it to. So, I love Great. Halloween. Yeah. Sad it's over. So do I. I know. I miss it already. Um, the one party I was at, this uh, girl brought a big tomato pie and using the using the, the sprinkled Parmesan cheese, they spelled out Happy Halloween, actually made a pumpkin out of it. Mm. So people started flying pictures. I, of course, stick my big hand there, grab a slice, and throw in the whole pot. Yeah. Good job. They probably didn't even get a picture was, of it. It was delicious. A lot of people did. It was so <laughs> good. Where was, was it from? God, I forget the name, but... Yep. Nice plug here on the Yo Show. <laughs> It's Shout fine. Out to, we give uh, enough plugs. Yeah, I know, yeah. Um, on the Yo Show. Jeff Ferrini and Jules Katie on the Yo Show. That's right. We give out plenty of free advertising. <laughs> Almost a goddamn sandwich or something for free. All right, so let's get back to guests because that's what we do here. We are ready for another great guest. We are ready for singer, songwriter, and all kind of great talent. One and only Kim Cameron. Kim, welcome to the Yo Show. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, I am really <laughs> excited to be on here today. Hi, Kim. How are you? <laughs> you know, it's been a it's been a crazy couple of weeks, but today I'm feeling really good. I uh, was supposed to be shooting another dreaded music video, but it got moved because of you know different circumstances. So I got a free day today to catch up. Oh, wow. Are, are you are you based in Florida right now? Yes, I am currently in Miami Beach, and uh, for those of you who are not in Miami Beach, I'm, I apologize, but the weather is completely beautiful right now. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> My great aunt used to live horrible. on South Beach, and I, I, miss, I miss taking those trips to visit her because it is gorgeous, and we're jealous up here in the Northeast. Well, you know, we just entered the official kind of winter season and the temperature has just changed so it's just like uh it's it's amazing i i i you know this is our favorite time of the year when it starts now and it kind of lasts until the first of may but it's it's pure heaven oh that's great that's definitely hoping your wife is not tuning in because her goal is to move us to florida eventually so if you're listening honey the weather stinks in florida (laughs) 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 so just a little act we're putting on here um we're taking the time out uh, like i said i know you got a busy schedule you're a very busy woman it's kind of you bumped the music video for us i would have been impressed but i get you You know, I love doing um, I, I, I love doing shows in general. Radio is, you know, where I sort of started off. So um, for me, radio is uh, back home. I was going to ask you about your career in radio. Um, if you don't mind, we'll get into some questions. But I, I did have a question. Like, how did your career in radio, like, launch you into pop superstardom? <laughs> Well, I'm not sure that that radio did that, but I certainly was very comfortable and continue to be comfortable because I feel like that was my uh, very first introduction to entertainment. And so I began in radio. I was a broadcast journalism major, but I started in radio when I was, uh, I guess, about 
19 was my first radio job. Uh, and uh, I was uh, during the time where I was at a station where they were still dealing with tape. And I was telling wow. the story to somebody the other day that, that the tape, and, and this wasn't like the small tape. This was like the big, you know, heavy tape that you had to, you know, you, you really lifted up. It was, a, it was a good 10 pounds. And I, you know, they, they didn't have clear markings on the tape. And I actually put the tape in backwards one night. Uh, and, and so, you know, the the way it works is, at least the way it did work, is there would just be this um, this beep that you couldn't hear, but, you know, the tape machine could hear. And that would click the other tape that had all the commercials. Well, so I'd put it on backwards so the beep wasn't igniting the other tape. And I kept thinking, wow, we've gone for hours without a commercial. Oh, my gosh. I was in so much trouble. I thought I was going to lose my job. But that was my first job. Oh. So, um, as far as music is concerned, you start really young. I can a clarinet at age six, which is amazing, because at my age, I can barely tie my shoes still. And here at six years old, you're in the clarinet. Uh, were, you, were you into music from the get-go as, as from your earliest career? Did somebody kind of lean you into it? How did you get started with your music career? Uh, you know, I was always into music. Um, clarinet was not my first choice. I wanted to play the flute, but, you know, unfortunately, the way our public school system works is if all of the, you know, if you had too many flute players, of course, they said, oh, no, if there's too many flute players, now you have to choose another instrument. Aww. And at the time, it what was funny is I look at the clarinet today and how small it is, but when you're sick, the clarinet was really heavy. So walking back and forth to school, I felt like I had the heaviest instrument uh, besides the saxophone players. And all I wanted to do was play the flute, right? But no, I had to play the clarinet. Clarinet is, um, you know, it's an interesting instrument. It's it's not really, besides orchestra or marching band, there's not a lot you can do with clarinet where it's like the flute. They've done electric flutes. You can, like, bring it on stage. You can throw it in your back. It's just a much more useful instrument, but that's not what I uh, what I learned how to play. But, yeah, I was, um, I was in the market, marching band and orchestra playing clarinet for, I don't know, 12, 13 years, something like that. And then I moved into the singing, which you really can't play clarinet and sing at the same time. So I said, right. you know what, it's time to retire it. <laughs> yeah. While we're on instruments, um, I saw in a an interview uh, a couple years ago that you were like learning guitar. Um, have you stuck with that, or has your guitar playing improved at I'm, all? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, improved is always a subjective kind of. I, I'm still <laughs> learning. Um, yeah, I, I started learning about a year and a half ago, so I'm still learning it. Um, my great. goal is to be able to sing and play at the same time. So while I was playing, um, that was okay. The minute I opened my mouth to sing, I, I, I lost all the rhythm. So I haven't been able to figure out how to sing and play at the same time yet. <laughs> but, uh, yes, that, that, that's my ultimate goal. Right now I can play or I can sing, and I can't do the same uh, both at the same time. But I think that's that's that whole chewing gum and watching thing. And I'm, I'm just not there yet. It's tough. I, I, I don't know how people do it. <laughs> I know. 
Well, I'm, I, um, I'm still in awe of drummers who can drum and sing because that to me is just like scrambled eggs. You know, uh, I just, that is uh, a complete mystery to me. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. I've, I've been taking some drum lessons and it is amazing because, you know, you start off with, with, with the, the kick drum there with your foot and I keep playing the foot beat over and over over and in with every I make. I don't know how to cut it off because apparently I don't know how to shut it off yet. So I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your your musical journey uh, is kind of a big one. You started out, uh, you were from Wisconsin, you made your way to Maryland for school and then out to California. Do you think all the different moves and different locations kind of built your horizons in music? Uh, I would say um, I, I am a true, I've lived all around the country, which has probably in a, in a good way influenced my, my musical and songwriting taste because I have a little bit of everything. I'd say the only thing I didn't really uh, live into would be like the Michigan where you've got the um, R&B soul that was, that was really the the crux of, of that um, region, but you know, I definitely got the California pop and and the yeah. indie band influence. Um, down here, you you definitely get the the Latino influence in, in a lot of your your songwriting. I I I enjoy having that diversity because it it sort of makes you in a, in a way smarter at least. Um, it gives you food for thought when you're putting things together and writing new material. Um, you're not so pigeonholed. Uh, so I think that that really helped. Um, as far as creating a regional base, I, I didn't help myself there because I kept moving around. So, sure. you know, the minute you, you start uh, one, one region of fans and then you take off, it doesn't really help you. But it, it, from a songwriter, it, it was very helpful. So it's good to uh, yeah, it's good to make your way around and, and you know establish all different types of formats. Um, you did take time off from music, as you said. You know, you got to college, got into journalism, you got into like uh, the corporate world. So you kind of left music behind for a little bit. What was it an ache inside to get away from music? Like did it? Is it something you always wanted to do, even when you're in the you know the world of side music? You're always saying, "God, I wish I could get back." Well. I- I think you can never, once you're in music, you can never really leave it. I I was trying to make a living at the time that I left music. And so, you know, when you're really young and you're just starting these jobs and you're trying to impress everybody, you're working, you know, 15, 16 hours a day because that's, that's just what you do. So there wasn't actually an opportunity uh, to actually you know, dive into music at the time. I was out of physical time. I was traveling about, you know, 85%, 95% of the time around the globe and and uh, around the United States. So my work became the number one. And it's, you know, I realized that that was really not my passion. And it was eating me up, which is what brought me back to music, because it was one of those things where I was getting consumed by the, these corporate jobs and the corporate jobs just weren't feeding my soul. It was sure. feeding them, but it wasn't feeding me. So, uh, <laughs> exactly. yeah, I, I, I left music, not really by choice. I mean, it was my choice. Obviously I, I decided to work, but, um, 
it wasn't because I wanted to leave music. I just got consumed by other things. So your first album was more rock-based, and then you moved on to, obviously, EDM and, and um, dance music. But I feel like a lot of musicians move from, like, poppy music to rock music because, I don't know, I feel like everyone wants to be a rock star <laughs> at some point <laughs> in their life. Um, what, what do you think made that transition, and, and what, you know, what drove you to to be become the dance music artist that you are today? Well, I actually always was uh, into dance and dance music. It was finding the right producer. Uh, the first producer I had was a one-hit wonder rock guy. And uh, he was a fabulous producer, but he just didn't get what I was trying to do. So he kept layering on guitars. I mean, the more guitars you layer, you know, the rockier it gets. So um, that's that's pretty much why the first album was, you know, what I'd say a rock, soft rock kind of album. So then I moved on to another producer who took me a little bit more in the pop direction. Um, but still he was, uh, I would say, much more of a R&B guy. So he... he um, he he really didn't understand that I was I was really trying to go EDM. <laughs> so <laughs> kind of different. It was, it, yeah. So it took until I got to the fourth album where I found a producer who listened to me and we did a little bit of electronic music. It just wasn't his skill set, right? It was it was I took him so far out of of his expertise. But it was we dabbled in it, so it was good that we we kind of played around with it. That's um, cool. I, 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 but it, it's uh, I would say by the time I hit um, album number five, then I was on my way. But it 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 takes a lot of producers to get the right sound that you're looking for. I mean, producers play such a big role in what you're trying to do. And a great example is I did this. Um, uh, this R&B song a year and a half ago just because I thought it'd be fun. And we laid it down, and this is without a guitar, and I said, you know, it really needs a little bit of guitar in it. And I have this excellent guitarist, and he laid down all these tracks, and I gave it to the producer, and it was just supposed to be this kind of mellow R&B kind of flavor to it. And he laid, it played all of this guitar on it, and it completely changed into a rock song. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not changing this into, an R, you know, from R&B to rock. Yeah. And, and it, that's just what happens. You lay down a bunch of, it was a really cool guitar, but the minute you lay down layers and layers of guitar, it completely changes over to a rock song, no matter what your intent yeah. is. And so it, it, it's one of those things where you have to, you have to really, let's, 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 go back to what the intent of the song was. Right. Um, but it's easy to do, you know? Easy to do. Sure. Absolutely. Um, you're a, so your fame came a little later. Before you had a corporate job, one day you said, you know what, I want to go back to music. But you came on Labor on Strong. All these awards, I began to announce all the accolades and awards I got, and the Billboard as well. Uh, how big is Cameron going to be? Because you just seen like you're on fire. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I don't know. Um, it would be great for it to keep going. Right now I'm just uh, happy everything that's coming, coming my way. I, you know, most of the accolades have come in the last couple of years, and they say you have to really put your heart and soul into something at least like seven, eight years before you see um, – you you reap the rewards of, of everything, and I think that's that's probably true because that's about right. Um, it's taken me that long to, I think, write really great songs and to really showcase just the right work at the right time. I think you know you're just I wasn't smart enough. Maybe other people are smarter or faster, but I wasn't smart enough on my first couple of albums to know what to do and how to do it. So. I, I think it just takes time, and uh, you know, if I'm not if I'm not getting recognized for some of my work at this point, then I need to pack it in, right? Because <laughs> it's, it's a lot of songs at this point. But you're doing it, so, so keep going. Yeah, you're doing it. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, you're doing it. But um, you know, it's it's yeah. nice to to have fun while you're doing it. Uh, I would say the first five years. I just felt like I was running uphill the whole time. And now I feel like I don't have to run uphill. Like, I feel like, yeah, there are hills, but I'm not always running uphill. So it's, it's, a, it's a really nice time for me. That has to be a great feeling because we've talked to a couple artists uh, uh, pretty recently. And for them to put in the effort and for them to be so involved in the songwriting and the production and them really making their own content. It has to be such a, a sense of accomplishment and, and for you to put out your work and to know that it's genuinely you has to be a, a great feeling. Yeah, it's always a great feeling. Uh, I think the, the problem we have as uh, musicians and artists is it's never done, right? So when, when is it done? Oh, I should have done this. I could have done that yeah. better. I could have done Because we're just so we pick on ourselves. We can't help it. Yeah. You know, we just, it's, it's never ever good enough. So it, 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 that's the tough part is, um, yeah, we're always going to keep working at it, keep working on it. And at, at some point you got to say, okay, this one's finished. We just got to, we just got to move on. There's, there's no point reopening it up. It's, it is what it is, you know? And I, I think that's tough. Um, I battle with that all the time. I still battle with it. Well, you shouldn't because your accolades speak for themselves and you're on top of the billboard charts and your music is amazing. <laughs> we were dancing our butts off. So yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> that is my goal. I mean, yes. people will, are happy and dance to my music. That's the whole reason I do it. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I want to talk to you about, um, I was talking Jewel, after she had uh, told me you were on the show, she gets these great guests. I try to do some research. So to me, you have the look of like a leaderboard, which is great, got an awesome look. Uh, a little bit of a sound like Madonna. So I got to ask you, so who are some of your musical influences? Like, who do you kind of listen to and say, yeah, I like that. I want to try some of that. Who are some of the musicians that move you? Uh, you know, I'm a mixed bag because I mean. I I love Kylie Minogue's sound, um, yeah. but I would say I love you know the songwriting and the storytelling of a James Taylor. 
completely oh. outside of, yeah. of band. Uh, awesome. So uh, I, I'm kind of, I, I kind of bounce all over the place and they all influence me in different ways. Um, there are some really amazing European producers out there and, and DJ remixers that I continue to be in odd. One is, uh, done a couple of my remixes. Um, they they go by the Bimbo Jones duo, and these guys come up with, you know, dubstep that that you're always going to be on, you know, you're going to be dancing, you're going to be tiptoeing around, um, singing. They just sort of get that vibe, and there are some others that have these really unique deep house sounds. Uh, DJ Max out of Croatia that you just don't hear here. And so, you know, those kinds of things influence me. Um, I, I can't say that, that I would go to one place and, and say, oh, this was who I aspired to be because it's just, I, I listen to way too much music and way too many genres. I mean, and, and I intentionally try to listen to things that are not dance music to try to influence me because I'm already, you know, in the dance kind of mindset. Uh, So I do try to listen to, to, you know, everything from, you know, uh, jazz in the morning to very acoustical arrangements in the afternoon. And I really want to mix it up because it does create in your head a little bit of a different feel and it clears it out to create something that is unique. That's so cool, and um, I, I, I just think it's amazing how you have grown as an artist with your music, and it's not so much of a reinvention as, like, you're just you're going with the times, you're going with what you like musically, sonically, and it works. I mean, it works for today. It works for, uh, like, the East Coast especially, because when I listen to your music, it just takes me to, like, the Jersey Shore you know, South Beach, like, I, I hear your music, and I'm transported there, and it's just, it's it's cool to hear, and I'm just, I'm with you on that, <laughs> I really am, and I, I am a fan, I, I truly am, um, we listened to Fearless Lovers and Take Me Back to Ibiza, which the video for is amazing, too, and you have some honk in it, <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, this guy, we had so much fun filming this video. I've never laughed so hard for, you know, <laughs> all day long. And and this guy had no idea what he was in for, you know. <laughs> I said, you know, I hope you're going to be okay because there is nothing we're going to say that, that you will actually believe us. We're, we're, we just, we're a bunch of jokesters. And he didn't think uh, I was kidding at first. And it took him about two hours. And he's like, okay, now I get you. I get you. And we just, the whole video, we, uh, you know, we ended up doing, when they edited the video, uh, they said, well, we took the first takes of everything because it was so natural the way you guys were responding to each other that when you redid it, it just didn't work. So we took, you know, first takes on every single thing you guys shot together. It's like, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Makes sense. It did look so natural though. like when you're coming up to him and you're draping your arms around, like it literally looks like you're a couple, but 
video is amazing. The song's amazing. We were dancing in the studio. So, um, <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank <laughs> you for that. Yeah, Tony's a, like amazing fitness, uh, you know, model. So, you know, you, it, it's uh, – what can what can you do wrong, right? <laughs> right. It's the, it's the perils of the job, right? You know, it's a dirty job. Yeah. He's gonna do it kind of thing. Somebody's <laughs> got to do it. Right, exactly. Um, so on the other side, uh, the more tame side of Kim Cameron, if you will, you're also an author of children's books. Um, how easy is that? Is that easier for you to write books, easier for you to write music? Tell us a little bit about that part of your life. Well, you know, I would say, you know, the, the, the books are geared towards five to nine-year-olds, and they have the maturity that is about equal with mine. So I, I, I would say we get along pretty well. <laughs> That's you and uh, I love it. I love that. <laughs> but uh, you know what? It, it all started when I was on tour in the Caribbean, and there was this little girl who came up to me in one of our breaks, and we started talking, and she she had made a comment about how she really loved octopus. And I thought that was kind of funny because you think of a little girl, you think of dolphins or whales or starfish, not an octopus. And so my guitar player and I, um, the next day, because when you're in the Caribbean on tour, what do you do? You go to the beach. So we we wrote a song kind of tongue in cheek called Mr. Octopus. And the next night when we were out, the little girl came, of course, with her family, and we played Mr. Octopus for just out of tongue out of cheek. It was just like a little cute children's song. And my guitar player says, you know, you ought to write a story about this. And so I, uh, when we got back from tour, I said, yeah, okay, I'll write a story. Wrote the story, said, let's put this into an audio book. So it actually started as an audio series, an audio book series. And once we released it, we had so many parents asking for a hard copy that that's when we converted it over to the printed version. Wow. And then my guitar player says, well, you know, you really can't stop the story here. You've got to continue it. So it became a series. <laughs> and actually, wow. I just finished my fifth book, which um, the printers just delivered actually two days ago, my fifth book, which will we'll finish the audio book in the next month and a half. Uh, but yeah, it was, so now we're five books into a series called Superpowers. It's great fun. It's completely different artistic, you know, um, kinds of outreach for me than than music, although we write and have inside the audiobook um, children's songs that, that go along with, with all the stories. But it's, it's, um, it kind of takes you, it, it forces you to go back and be a kid because, you know, little girls can talk to fish when you're a kid, right? And right. little girls yeah. have, have, <laughs> have superpowers when you're a kid, and they meet mermen and can, you know, talk to people underneath the water. So it, it forces you uh, to think, well, if I were a kid, what, what does the world of imagination say to me? And that's what's really fun for me on this series. So I, I do enjoy it. Um, I'll definitely not stop at five. I'm sure I'll go to the next one. They, they, they do take a lot out of you, just, you know, launching them and, and have everything right. And of course, I I do puppet shows and and go to the schools and libraries. So it's it it it's its own side 
piece of, of entertainment that I work on, and you have to have a completely different mindset. Sure, sure. Well, that's it's very uh, it's very broad spectrum. That's awesome that the talent makes so many different things, and it's been a night nice that we've had a lot of that here tonight with multi-talented women, and we love it. Uh, for me, when it comes to talking the fish, seeing mermaids, there's usually a couple hundred beers involved. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I have had out. a few fans that are of the adult age who have said after uh, a few beers that they could actually relate to all the children's books <laughs> and read the children's books <laughs> at that point. Oh. They, they thought they were becoming one of the fish. So, I, I you know, I think it works. <laughs> you know what, Kim? It's a new avenue. <laughs> yeah. What, when I found out about superpowers, um, I I told my fiance immediately because he knows that I'm my two num my top two fears in life are octopus octopi I was about to say octopuses octopi and <laughs> puppets and you just combine <laughs> the two into my worst nightmare but it is the cutest. <laughs> the cutest thing ever and you do put on amazing puppet shows and and book books telling stories um you actually just performed on uh in october for susan g coleman can you speak a little bit about that yeah i mean what's not to love about being a part of the race for the cure which is now the walk for the cure uh yes. very cool event i mean there were i don't know ten thousand people there or something like that uh, but one of my characters is now a giant mascot, which joined me on stage. And Terrifying. so, yeah, if you would see pictures, you would see Oliver, my octopus, who is much larger than I am, joining me on stage. And uh, at the time, the temperature outside was probably like 85, and we had direct sun, and poor Oliver. I mean, this guy, oh, he must have lost 15 pounds just that morning. He was soaked, that poor, that poor guy. Oh, my goodness. But he said, I had a ball anyway. I was like, oh, my gosh, you're going to pass out. But, oh uh, yeah, it's um, it, 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 Coleman's is always, you know, I've, I've done some work with them in the past, but this is, it's always a pleasure. It's uh, it's unfortunately a, you know, subject that the that women have to deal with we all have to deal with all the time and uh so it was it was a uh, my honor to do it i i want to thank you personally because my mother and my sister are both uh, breast cancer survivors so thank you for your contribution and everything that you have done for the cause oh you're welcome my honor excellent we love that thank you um so the the band is side effects um, is the name of your band? Uh, how many how many people are involved in side effects? Is it just uh, is it changing or is that like a permanent band? Tell us a little something about your band. Well, it, it uh, <laughs> the band keeps getting bigger as I keep touring to various places. Um, what what started out as kind of a local band? Um, I had a residency up in New York for about uh, almost two years. So I had um, half New Yorkers and then half of us were from D.C. 
Um, so that kind of started out as side effects, and, and we also, you know, we toured um, across the U.S. a couple times. Um, as I kept touring, um, but but less in vans, but more on sporadic, it became really important that I involve local musicians. Otherwise, I, I, it just wouldn't be affordable to, to be able to tour, um, especially at that time. My band was fairly large. I mean, I had a, you know, there were six of us all together, and then you, you know, add sound people and all those other pieces and parts, and, and we become really expensive really fast. So I uh, developed some really great relationships with guys in L.A. who I perform with on a regular basis, um, obviously here down in Miami and now in Europe. So side effects is more of a, wow. um, it, it's a combination of a, of, a, of a bunch of great musicians from around the globe, very consistent. It's, uh, so they all, you know, I, I know them really well. Uh, at this point, just because I'm been around for a while and, and toured yeah. all those places more than once, but uh, yeah, it's. Um, I think Nirvana for me would be if there would be some opportunity where all of them could come together. Because I'm guessing sure. there would be at least 20 of us all together, and the sound would be incredible if I could get them all on the same stage at once. <laughs> sure, that'd be that'd be pretty awesome. We had um. We had an artist on our show about a year ago, a um, gentleman by the name of Bart Chateau. He was a singer, and he was part of the whole Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Thing. We didn't realize Trans-Siberian had different artists, musicians, in different sections of the country all over the world. It, it's a very typical scenario. Um, most bands operate that way because it's, uh, you know, your airline tickets and your hotels and things, they... Sure. they become so expensive that you know, places can't afford the band. And uh, so it becomes really hard. So you, you typically are looking at, I mean, most, most places are going to look at uh, at least a core set of people that are going to be on a local level. That's pretty cool. So cool. Um, what is it like performing live for you? Is it, different in different areas i know you're huge in australia you're huge in canada like what is it like performing in different parts of the world (laughs) um you know it's not so much different parts of the world as as it is different venues venues have their own culture and um you know when i when i perform in europe the difference in Europe is it, you you have to understand the the mechanics of of Europe. I mean, it's funny the first time versus now you you learn different things. It, and it's basic things that you don't really understand. Just because of the U.S. electronics being different, uh, it really can mess with all of your equipment when you go over if you're bringing your own equipment, which I do. Yeah, and you don't understand it at first. You don't understand why am I getting this crackling noise? Why is this not working? You know, and and so there are unique pieces and parts of that when you travel when you have those types of issues. But as far as the actual people and the response of the people and and the attitude, it's really the venue itself. So you know, me performing at a club is very different than performing at a stadium 
uh, versus performing at an outdoor venue versus, you know, performing at Coleman's for the Cure or uh, or a different kind of night festival. They all have a different vibe and a different feel to them and a different set of people that come. I mean, the people that come to, to see Coleman's is a completely different kind of music listener than is going to come to the Cashmere Lounge in Amsterdam. It's... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> They're not better or worse. They're just—they're just different, right? They just—they—they yeah. they respond differently. They dance differently. They listen to music differently, mm-hmm. and so you have to adapt to that. Um, you have to understand very quickly what kind of audience you're you're addressing. But it um, because if you don't, then then you're not going to enjoy it, right? You you can't expect them all to be the same. They're not. They're not going to respond to the same songs the same way. And so I actually feed off of that. I find that um, quite magical to, to see, okay, what's, what's this crowd, what's this culture going to be like uh, compared to the ones, you know, that I was last week at, at a completely different venue. So I, I, um, I, I continue to grow from that, and I, I, I try to incorporate my lessons learned into the next kind of similar venue. Okay, these guys are more like this kind of venue, and this is what this is really the kind of performance I should be doing. So um, I, I actually enjoy that quite a bit. That's awesome. And I got to tell you, you know, not for nothing, I'm sure you step on stage and automatically own the male audience. Oh, I, I have no idea. You know when I'm um, Jeff knows when I'm up Jeff there. It's, Jeff I, I'm I'm more concerned about making sure I'm I'm making everybody happy. I, I I do better in larger crowds than smaller crowds. I will tell you that because it's for me it's less nerve wracking. The larger the yeah, crowd, sure. the easier it is for me to perform. And I mean, so when I when I get in these small intimate ones is when I get really, really nervous. Like, if I can actually see everybody's face, um, yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> those are my worst nightmares, right? It's like, oh, my gosh. So, uh, it, you know, bigger the better. That That's where we're trying to do, like, a live show. But I swear, as soon as we get in front of, like, an audience of 10, I'm going to be so nervous and I won't be able to <laughs> talk at all. So, I feel I hear you there. You. <laughs> I'm looking at me. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and just just great stuff, Kim. Uh, so let's give people the links. There's a lot of links, a lot of places to find you and your music, which is definitely worthwhile because it's awesome. Again, we played Fearless Lovers song. If you want to get to know more about Kim, the website is sidefxband.net. So that's side, the letters fxband.net. Facebook at SideFX and Kim Cameron. Twitter at SideFX Band. Instagram at Kim Cameron underscore SideFX. And on YouTube, definitely go to YouTube and see the videos. Outstanding work. SideFX and Kim Cameron. Uh, busy. You're always busy, and we love that. Um, we normally like to do near the end of uh, interviews, near the end of shows. Is invite our guests back? Can we have you back on sometime? Because could have kept on going. We're, we're running for <laughs> schedule time. We could have kept going. We love it. It's fantastic. Oh, I love it. Yeah, anytime, anytime, any place, I love it. So, it's, uh, like I said, radio is my first love. I always love coming up on radio shows. 
Thank you. We would love to see you live performing. That would that would be the dream. You gotta get to Philadelphia. That'd be fabulous. Yes. (laughs) Um, One the one last thing I was actually a question on my list, kind of tongue in cheek, but I got to ask. You've been in radio. You've been radio personality. Uh, How are me and Jewel doing? Are we are we uh, are we making the cut here? Are we radio worthy? Oh my gosh, you guys are great. Don't let (laughs) anybody say otherwise. So, uh, no, it's, um, it's always a pleasure to be on a show with people that actually know what they're doing. Oh, thank that you means very a much. lot. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and thank on you. And on our show. thank you. Because I, I'm so excited when I ran into someone radio who's like, i got to ask how we're making out. Because uh, it, it's very We get a little fan geek, a little starstruck on all our guests. And I was reading it. Reading all your credentials, oh my god, this woman's blow me away, and, and I'm going to sound like a knucklehead. So. <laughs> not at all, not at all. You guys are great. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we'd love to have you back on soon. We will get in touch. The very beautiful, the very talented, and the outstanding artist, Miss Kim Cameron. Kim, thank you so much for your time. We'll talk to you real soon. Have a great evening. Thanks, Jeff and Jill. Talk to you soon. Thank you got you. it. Bye bye. Bye. Ah. Man, lovely. She's lovely. You you always wonder what you're going to get, and that's uh, I I kind of like the fact that we don't pre-screen. Like I'm sure you go on like, your Jimmy Fallon right. show, and you're probably pre-screening, and they want to know everything that's going to be said, and all. It's kind of like shooting from the hip. And you know what we right. and right, and me and Joe always say, me and Joe are like, I hope this person's fun. I hope this person's. <laughs> cool. I hope we mesh, and uh, we nail it. We nail it. You're so right. Because honestly, Jeff, we don't know what we're going to get. Like, we email back and forth a lot of times, but rarely do we, like, talk on the phone or anything. So it's amazing how absolutely so cool our guests, all our guests have been. I mean, man, I, I and I genuinely tell these people, like, I, I want to meet you. Like, you seem like an excellent yeah. person. And their content, what they put out, their artistry is amazing. So I am a huge fan at the same time. So when we do get to meet our guests in person, it's just like, it's a great feeling. And I, I love I love it each and every time. And Kim was no different. I'm so excited. I mean, she's not too far. Florida is, I feel like Florida is like our second neighbor. Like we have... New York, Jersey, and then Florida. That's that's like of it. course, yeah. Us on the East Coast, seriously, like that's where all the action happens. That's where all the you know the sh- big shows happen. So let's just uh, you know, combine the two and and see Kim Cameron. We'll see Shayla Emmons, and it'll be a great time. I I couldn't love couldn't love that anymore. It's it's a great idea. She really is. Um, great voice, too. She's got a radio voice and a singing voice, and a writer. Yes. Between the two guests we had tonight, more work in her lifetime than I could even dream about doing. So, congratulations to both of them. And continued success to both Shayla Edmonds and Kim Cameron. Yes. My kind of show. Talented, beautiful women everywhere. That's my life. That is your life, Jeff. <laughs> I've got a beautiful talented woman of my own uh, at home. Jealous, honey. No, I love. Her. 
she shouldn't be jealous because she's absolutely beautiful. We have a great Wednesday show for you Wednesday evening. Tell us all about it. Let's hear it. James House and the Black Feathers are Wednesday evening. Prepare your ears. Listen in. Tune in live. It's wow. going to be magical. Pair your ears. I guess got to get out the Q-tips and clean them up. Very excited. It's Absolutely. Wednesday night. Um, another great band artist here on our show. We love music acts. We're not trying to cast out the, um, the actors and actresses. They'll be on. We love music. We love like, music. We love music. We like playing pieces. A couple of new pieces tonight that we loved. Um, my uh, baby just for me by Sheila Edmonds and Fearless Lovers by Kim Cameron. So tune in and, and start to learn new music and get to love music that we play here on our show. So Wednesday we will be back same time, 8 p.m. We've got a lot of great stuff lining up for the rest of November. A little tight on time to run it all down, so we'll run down the list of who's coming Wednesday. And of course, as I just announced, the beautiful Misha Johnson has signed on for November 26th. Great tonight. Great show, Jewel. Did a great job with guests. And uh, again, reading in and, and seeing the emails that you share with Beatrice, who just brings us awesome, awesome talent. She said, I think you're really going to like these two. And I got to tell you, you're exactly right, because I love them. I thought it was great. Yeah. I mean, everyone, Beatrice, thank you again. Yes. Amazing job. I mean, I am just Loving where we are going and amazing talent here tonight. Absolutely. All we need now is uh, better audio equipment and we'll be <laughs> Yes. We're working yes. on that. <laughs> working on that, absolutely, because we want to bring high quality. Um, you you people deserve it. Our listening base is getting huge. The talent we're getting on is getting big. We're talking Grammys. We're talking board charts. We're talking movies and, and TV and you know, you want to bring the best out of yourself because they're great, and you want to bring out the best in them. That is what the show is all about. We're going strong. We're going to be here for a while. You're stuck with us. Yep, and check us out on YouTube, The Yo Show. We'll have all our episodes on there. Yes, that well. is The Yo Show. It's very easy. T-H-E-Y-O-S-H-O-W. The Yo Show. Jewel didn't like it at first. Now she loves it. Eh. <laughs> okay, so on that we are going to wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> as always, for the hostess with the most, it's the beautiful Jewel Tady. I am Jeff the Shark Perini. Thanking you all for listening in. Thank you again to our guests, and Kim Cameron, ladies. Thank you so much for gracing us tonight with your beauty and your talent. Love that we had a great time. We will talk to you all Wednesday. Remember, don't be a douche and be nice to people, even the crappy ones. Even the crappy ones. (laughs) Good night, America.